Boundless Spirit, pushing the limits of talk radio with Charlene Springer. Welcome to Boundless Spirit Radio with Charlene Springer. And uh, today it's a little bit different <laughs> just because we have... We are on the road to recovery after uh, Hurricane Maria. It's so interesting. A few weeks before Maria, of course, we had Hurricane Irma pass through. And um, it was good that we did not have catastrophic damage. Um, Bad for some of the other islands because they did. Uh, We just got tropical storm winds. And as a result... um, we were okay. We just had, you know, what they call uh, uh, shrubs. Um, some of the trees lost some branches, but nothing major. And of course, we were out there trying to help our sister islands, um, supplying water, food, generators. Some people even gave up their own generators uh, to take it to St. Thomas and St. John. And every day it was, how can we help? How can we help? How can we help? Interestingly enough, um, not too long after, we had Hurricane uh, Maria pop up <laughs> and um, surprise us all with what she did. Um, it was definitely an experience. There are a few times in my life I've ever been scared. And there was one point during the hurricane I was scared because I thought that the uh, the house was going to blow off and I felt that if Maria kept up at the speed that she was going and the the intensity that um, I was going to lose everything was going to fall apart around me Um, what what was really interesting is not too long after I had that sense and I said okay I'm willing to have this experience it'll be what it needs to be I didn't feel I felt scared But what was interesting is I didn't feel um, that I was going to get hurt. I was just afraid of the experience. And, you know, there were other people around me, uh, my sibling and her kids. And I was more afraid of how would I protect them. And that's what it became. And what was interesting is at that time, and I found out later that uh, Maria's eye kind of broke apart so we were getting pulses as opposed to that consistent uh, uh, forceful wind. And I think that's, for me, that was like an answer to a prayer. And I felt that um, that it would be okay. I knew then, once I felt that, that it would be okay. And as we got ready for the wind to come from the other side, the other side was a lot more protected. So it went well, <laughs> as they would say. Uh, in the process, I learned a lot. I learned that I was ready to face anything and just, as I said, willing to have that experience. And it's kind of hard uh, when you sit and you think what could happen. The, all all this, this fear can arise from the unexpected. And I, I was not afraid of what was coming. As I said, the only time I felt fear was, uh, you know, when I I had to protect other people in that moment. And again, you just kind of opened up to it. 
I had a teacher years ago, Zoe Mare, and she was the one person that always says, you know, be open to these experiences. And ironically, I had gotten a letter from her many years ago when I faced another hurricane, which, you know, we came out unscathed, which was good. Um, and she had written this note telling me again about standing in the face of the experience and just letting it flow through you. I've learned so much in the last few weeks <laughs> um, about walking and standing in every experience and and not going to the place of oh my god this is so horrible or uh, it, it even felt like maybe I lost some of my empathy but I recognized I didn't but I didn't want to go down in the hole with everyone about fear, about about being uncertain and the fear behind that and what will we do now, what will happen to us. The island has maybe 10% of its power restored um, and most people or some people have generators and others don't. We've had looting we even had at one point someone stole the AT&T generator, so there was no cell cell service on the island. Uh, but the, the person has since then brought back that generator. And in the meantime, one of the uh, local businesses donated one of their generators, so we were able to have cell service. It's so interesting to drive around, and on, you know some of the roads are cleared, not all. And just to drive around and see people <laughs> sitting on the side of the roads, uh, cars parked on the side of the roads in certain areas and you know that's where you can get really good cell service. There's still parts of the island that have completely no cell service. So, as I said, this is all a learning curve. What has also happened here is we've had, uh, I'd say about 10% of our population leave island already, either on Mercy cruises, Mercy flights, but where they're usually small children or health concerns. Um, so they left and they've moved to either Florida or Atlanta. Uh, and that's kind of difficult both ways. You're looking at people who stayed and they said, okay, we will overcome this, we will recover. And on the other side, you have people who... Uh, who are saying, I can't do this. I have to protect my children. I need it for my health. I can't stay here and do this. I have mixed feelings about both uh, because you want to stay. You want to to help in the recovery. And you recognize, because I, I actually uh, have experienced a few hurricanes. I didn't physically experience Hugo, but I came in on the aftermath. I was actually on vacation in Europe when Hugo hit. And something said, head home. And I came back, and what I saw, the devastation that I saw, would be similar to what I think happened in Puerto Rico and in uh, St. Thomas and the BVI. And, um, you know, it was heart-wrenching. It, it, I remember my mom telling me, because she had one of the few telephones that actually worked after the storm, and she telling me, uh, just pretend a giant, it looks like a giant brush fire or a bomb went off. And really when I got here, it looked <laughs> like a bomb went off. There was not one green anything, no green leaf, no green blade of grass um, on the island. 
and it 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 was very scary because the people that you you saw they looked shell shocked their eyes were wide open and they were walking around and it's almost like they were doing movements but they felt like zombies uh and that was the entire island which which was a little scary at first uh but what I see with this one is we still have green grass. So everyone that had a cl uh, green lawn, it's still there. It's only, um, it devastated every single tree on this island. We, especially, we are known for our mahogany trees and they are so big and beautiful and green. You could, in, they were at their peak uh, when this happened and all of the mahogany trees have lost all of their leaves. Some are broken. The flamboyant trees, which are, were in bloom, so beautiful, the red and the yellow flamboyants, uh, they've lost, um, whether they're broken totally, it looks like lightning strikes on the trees. Uh, you know, there's always that conspiracy part of me. <laughs> you know, this is where it shows up <laughs> sometimes. Um, I look at, uh, at the, uh, the trees and I say, well, okay, how come the wind blew the trees away? But anything that was low, it didn't affect. So grass, it didn't affect at all. The grass is nice and bright green. So I have to get together with some of my conspiracy folks and talk about this because is that like a phenomena that happens even though they say it was a Category 5 storm? Um, again, we'll look at that in the next few weeks. Uh, I miss doing the show. I had Catherine that was going to be on with us, uh, but we had to reschedule her because right now I don't have... Um, uh, Wi-Fi. There are only certain places that you can get Wi-Fi, so I'm unable to do the show. But I miss you guys as an audience, and I'm, as I said, I really miss doing the show because it means so much to me to get the word out about all the different things that are happening. We've got to get Dr. Daniels back because one of the first things I remember after Hurricane Irma that we saw was that uh, people were, uh, pharmaceutical companies were shipping in uh, vaccines, <laughs> ironically. Not other drugs that people really need, like high blood pressure drugs, diabetes drugs, et cetera. No, they were shipping in um, vaccines. <laughs> and I think there were two pharmaceutical companies. As I said, I'll give you more details as we start back the show. You'll hear more on that. So I, I drive around and I, I take pictures um, of not so much devastation as opposed to the human spirit. And this is what you get to see in disasters like this. I was pretty devastated to see uh, the BVI because I used to sail uh, many years ago in the BVI. Our boat actually used to be in uh, uh, the BVI. And... Um, all the places that we've sailed, even my son, like when we he grew up, we would take him sailing in the BVI over at Bitter End, and it, it looked like a bomb went off. Uh, and I just can't imagine uh, the people there trying to figure out, because I don't think they've seen this kind of devastation. They missed Hugo. Uh, I just can't imagine what they're thinking about how are we going to dig our way out of this. British government's been really good. Uh, Boris Johnson, I heard, was over there. Uh, and of course, they have uh, Branson there too, Richard Branson, because his, um, his island was pretty demolished too. I have friends in uh, Anguilla, uh, uh, Anigata 
and I've heard back. I just saw that they have Wi-Fi, <laughs> which is kind of odd because Anigata is really flat. They actually evacuated that island because it was so flat. But, you know, I, I send prayers out to these people, support organizations that are more grassroots. If you're going to send donations, if you're sending donations for us here in St. Croix, uh, the St. Croix Foundation is uh, an organization that we know that the money stays here. And there is a Virgin Islands Fund also that supports St. Croix, St. Thomas, St. John, and Water Island. Uh, you know, it, uh, I think uh, at this point, and we see what's going on in San Juan, and they have a disadvantage. They don't have cisterns. And cisterns are those big uh, empty spaces that you put under your your house that you hold water and that's how we have our own water rainwater goes in there and uh we have drinking water etc and san in puerto rico they don't have that so that's um a disadvantage because here at least we don't have electricity so you can actually open up your cistern and pull water out of your cistern to uh to you know flush the toilet to cook with whatever you boil it most people have uh, propane stoves so uh, it's easy for them to cook and do what they need to. Or you go back the old-fashioned way and use coal pots. What's really interesting in, in all this is, again, the human spirit is just incredible. What I've seen happen in the last uh, few weeks is just how people can come together. And uh, we recognize how things got done. This is what I really got to see the other day how things still get done and connections still happen even though there was no cell service that a message can be passed on someone will bring you a message by chance and you're able to connect to the person they're trying to get in touch with and this happened several times over the last few days and that's where i really appreciate it i call it yeah this is what coconut telegraph is all about <laughs> that we're able to to get messages out to different people who, you know, need to connect with someone here or just a short uh, note saying I'm okay. Um, social media has been uh, a key part of, of all this in, in helping people connect. Um, there are, of course, with every, every disaster that happens, there are things that work really well and then there are things that don't. I think the machine here is working better now. <laughs> uh, there are always little glitches here and there. Our airport still has not reopened for commercial traffic. Uh, so right now we have a lot of military planes coming in. The military is everywhere. Um, they started up at the airport and they are throughout the island. They're helping distribute food, distribute water. Their uh, trained uh, technicians are in right now in, at the radio station. Uh, they're here repairing equipment that, uh, you know, we couldn't do. So it's really, um, it's really a good thing. And these young men are here doing what they do best. I don't know how it's going in Puerto Rico. I only know that there was a lot of water, a lot of water. I, I don't, and, you know, yesterday we saw President Trump throwing um, paper towels for people, <laughs> which was very interesting. As I said, I really thought that was fake news, but uh, it turned out to be real. Uh, so when you think he's done the, 
you know, that's it. He couldn't get any worse. It got worse. So uh, <laughs> that's off President Trump. Anyways, um, so what's the moral of the story for all this? Um, I think it goes with where you you really have to decide. And I think once you decide, then you can stand in being okay with the experience where you say, I am going to have this experience and um, whatever happens, I'm willing to experience it. And um, I think I did that this time. <laughs> and I think I, I've learned, thank you, Heather, and all these other guests that we've had on that talk to us about being in the now. And I didn't know or think about what could happen. I just stood there and said, okay, bring it. And... Um, again loving the human spirit and seeing how all these connections can happen that was big for me not really focusing as I said on the the devastation as it may be but really focusing more on again the humans the humans of St. Croix the people that make things work the people in their um, authenticity because now you really see authenticity uh, I don't know what it's going to be like in a few months I don't know uh, I don't know anything they say maybe by December we'll have electricity on most of the island um, I don't know and uh, it's, it's going to be interesting as we say it's like camping and it's funny, Heather Harder did a, a talk with me on the local radio station here. And um, we talked about what is, what is it really? And she said, well, you know, think of it when you're remodeling your kitchen. You have the opportunity. You want, you're going to create this beautiful kitchen, but the mess that happens as a result. And um, so we're thinking of it right now as remodeling. We're remodeling our island. We are hopefully deciding to do something new and not putting back in place old structures uh, that we will create this beautiful space. So thank you again for supporting us. And as I said, St. Croix Foundation, I don't even have information on that, but I will post it uh, with the link. Uh, St. Croix Foundation for St. Croix and find grassroots, as I said, grassroots uh, organizations to, to, um, to support because those are the ones that you know the funds don't really go to, to um, uh, administrative things. They go really to the source that it needs to. Um, so again, thank you for listening to Boundless Spirit Radio with Charlene Springer and support us. This is how I can eat. <laughs> for the next few months (laughs) so I'm not eating MREs Uh, so again support us uh, subscribe to Boundless Spirit Radio and um, yeah and the woo woo hour and we're going to be back for next season with even more fun as I said we're going to do a few snippets uh, where we talk about the you know the hurricane and the different health things uh, that happen as a result 
And uh, again, you know, I got to do that little conspiracy part. So we'll talk about that too. So you guys take care. Namaste. And I'll see you on the other side of this. This is Charlene Springer for Boundless Spirit Radio. Take care.